What's up, everybody? It's your boy Tommy Gun Tony, and this is the inaugural episode of The Angry Ape. Uh, just wanted to give you guys a little background on what's going on here. We are a podcast primarily for uh, MMA, discussing MMA, uh, fight predictions, uh, fight reviews, and uh, I'm going to give you guys uh, some betting ideas, some numbers, stuff to give you guys a bit of an edge on everybody else. I've been hot lately. Um, and, uh, I'm trying to share the love with everybody and make everybody a little bit of money. Anyway, so, uh, a little bit about myself. I'm 30 years old, live in the Dirty Duval, and, uh, I've been a UFC fan for about 11 years. Um, I have seen a lot of people from the Contender Series that are now, uh, people that are making their way for title shots. Um, and I think that's the best way to really know this uh, sport is to watch the guys as they come in and see who's progressing and see who's not. Um, I personally uh, grew up in Apopka, Florida, and uh, a church friend of mine by the name of Alex Nicholson went on to become the Spartan and fight in the UFC, Alex the Spartan Nicholson. Through Alex, I met Platinum Mike Perry, and uh, through Mike Perry, I was introduced to Philip the Fresh Prince Roe. Philly Fresh. Um, all of them train out of Orlando, Florida. Uh, these guys have uh, awesome wins under their belt. Uh, Alex, I believe, is currently doing some kind of grappling tournaments. Um, and Mike, I believe, is in bare knuckle boxing, uh, which is awesome. And then Philip Rowe, of course, we're going to talk about him in a little bit. Um, Phil's got his uh, run in the UFC and it's going really strong. So we're happy for him as well. Um, basically I want to kind of give you guys a background real quick of how this podcast got started. So last week I was talking about, uh, with, uh, my girlfriend and some friends that, uh, I thought I should start a UFC podcast for this very reason. And, uh, I wanted to give people, just like I said, the opportunity to, uh, have some inside knowledge that, uh, I possess or give my thoughts and opinions. And maybe I give you guys some good ideas and we bet. So last week I told myself I'm going to do a fight parlay this weekend and if I hit this parlay then I'm going to start the podcast so uh, I actually recorded an episode last Wednesday I didn't like how it sounded it was kind of my first one I was shaky doing it kind of like I am now but I today I was like you know what I gotta bite the bullet and just do this thing so um, I ended up deleting that episode with these two fight predictions and uh, and listen I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys uh, I, I bet on something when I didn't after the fact. I mean, if you guys want proof, I can send betting slips uh, to your DMs. Uh, or I can create a Facebook account or an Instagram account, probably Instagram. And uh, I'll post my betting slips beforehand the fights. That way you guys can see what I'm actually betting on. And uh, that way you see when, when I'm hitting and when I'm not hitting. But I'm telling you right now, I've been hitting a lot recently. So this past weekend, we had a UFC fight night, uh, 47, uh, Strickland... Uh, and Hermanson. So we had Sean Strickland versus Jack the Joker Hermanson. That was a great title. Oh, not a great title. That was a great um, main fight of the main card. But uh, the reason why I liked this uh, night was because my boy, Philly, uh, Philly the Fresh Prince Roe, was fighting in the undercard. I believe he was the second fight of the night. And he was favored, I want to say, minus 125. Uh, so not super heavy. Um Phil has got one of the longest reaches in the UFC. Uh, I believe he had a 10 and a half inch 
uh, reach advantage on his opponent last week. And this guy's name is escaping my head right now. But he was primarily a wrestler and a grappler. And uh, Phil likes to throw throw those long pops, man. He can get you on the chin from, from a far distance. And in the beginning of the fight, it was looking like uh, this guy was trying to wrestle. And he got him down a few times. I think he had two or three takedowns. And then Phil started defending the takedown. He would pop back up and he started defending the takedown. And then coming into the second round, he went out there, caught the guy on the chin, and finished this thing with a TKO. So all I can say is watch this guy. He's he's an up-and-comer in the division. Philip, the Fresh Prince row. Philly Fresh. All right? Um, so I parlayed uh, Philly row with Sean Strickland and... I believe it was uh, hundred dollars to win one twenty-five, something like that, or or payout would be two twenty-five. So I think I hit, I put fifty in, and oh man, this math is off in my head right now. I'm sorry, guys. I should have wrote this down. I got all my notes for this week. I didn't write it down. Basically, I'll tell you what I did. I bet fifty dollars, and this isn't a high stakes thing. You know, I'm not, I'm not rolling in it. Maybe one day we'll we'll start making some Portnoy bets and hit five hundred k here, five hundred k there. That'd be the goal, right? That'd be some fun uh, 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 delinquent ass shit, you know? <laughs> so, but right now I'm just betting small, trying to make a little bit of extra cash. So I put 50 down on this two-fight parlay. Payout was 125. So I made 75 bucks profit on uh, last week's picks. So I hit, said I'm going to run this podcast. Let's do it. Um, so as... Like I said, we're gonna just go ahead and get started here, and uh, talk about this upcoming fight, this upcoming fight week, which is a big one. Before we do that, uh, we are gonna talk about um, some UFC breaking news that was reported yesterday. Give me one second and pull up my notepad. All right. Breaking news as of February 9th, 2022. So this was yesterday. Uh, UFC has now parted ways with nine new fighters. Um, I went through this list pretty briefly. Uh, there's two or three names that I recognize off the top of my head. Um, really only two. Uh, Dakota Bush and... Uh, Jordan Williams were the ones that stood out. So Jordan Williams, 31 years old, uh, probably the most high-profiled fighter that was released out of this nine. Um, breaking news. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, he's he's six and, uh, nine and six getting released, which is kind of shitty because, like, I mean, you got to kind of think if you're an up-and-comer and you got less than 20 fights under your belt, you really need to kind of – I mean, in my head, it's always like a five – to one or a three to one ratio. So like if I got 12 fights under my belt or 12 wins under my belt, the most I want to have is like three losses and stay close to that range. As soon as you break that 50% loss mark where you only got nine wins and six losses, that's, uh, that's not looking good. And this guy went out, uh, three in a row, uh, lost three straight to Ian, Gary, Mickey Gall and, uh, Imavov. So I know Mickey Gall's a little beast, so I mean I, that's that that was expected. But the um, this was one that did surprise me seeing Jordan Williams get get released here. 
Uh, the rest of this list, I'll run through them really quick for you guys. We got Sean Soriano. He got released at 14 and 8. Domingo Pilarte was released at 8 and 3. Gaetiano Perello was released at 15, 7, and 1. Sasha Palintikov uh, got released at 6 and 4. Um, basically, she's lost the two last fights and then got cut. Uh, Hugh Yazong, 3 and 3. Uh, he went 0 and 3 in his last promotion. Andre Irwell, 34 years old, 17 and 9. Uh, this one surprised me a little bit too. Uh, UL signing with the UFC in the hype of 2018 and debuted with a win over Renan Bararo. However, he never seemed to really find his footing going 3 and 5 in the last uh, the last of that way in the octagon. So hasn't been working out for Andre, so he got cut. And then, like I said, Dakota Bush was really the last one that surprised me. Um, and then Colin Angle, um, Colin Anglin, I'm sorry, uh, was a contender series alum and he just went 0 and 2 in his last two bouts so it's uh not looking good for him but you know all these guys they can go back to work in the gym and uh go back to doing some pro-am fights uh some fight islands do what they got to do you know to, to to get their skills back up and maybe dana's watching one day and uh, the good lord dana white will say hey you know what i'll give you another chance so uh our condolences are with these nine and i wish them the best in their future endeavors um, hopefully they can make their way back to the UFC. That would be uh, ultimately great for them. So, all right, guys, moving right along, we're gonna hit the run through of the Houston uh, UFC card. It is UFC 271, Adesanya versus Whitaker. Two. Yeah, I mean this uh, this night is looking great. Um, I am excited mostly for the main card. There's a lot of times where I get these. Uh, big cards like this where there's just you get these little uh, diamonds in the rough in the undercard where you know there's going to be just some fun brawls and you know what even if you don't know any of these names I'm about to say because I would tell you guys right now I'm not recognizing uh, about 75% of the names in this undercard um, that's why I watch the undercards because you got to know who's going to who's up next to bat on the main cards you know these guys eventually these winners make their way up and they get fight night uh, main card fights and then eventually they'll get the UFC pay-per-view main card fights so it's important to watch all these fights I watch them every single I watch every single one every single week uh, no matter who it is um, so it's uh, uh, it's awesome I mean I love fighting guys I'm not uh, uh, I broke my back in 2015 so this isn't something that I could do if I wanted to you know I have ex I have injuries that prevent me from being um, physically able to do things as such you know uh, I feel like if I join a jiu-jitsu gym right now I would just get bodied up and next thing I know I'm back at the hospital holding my back so uh, my extent with the UFC is a fan and I observe and I watch and uh, I enjoy and uh, hopefully make a little bit of money so um, that being said let's get on with it UFC 271 out of Sanya versus Whitaker 2 we'll start at the undercard um, the first fight of the night I have no idea what's going on here um, Jeremiah Wells versus Blood Diamond. Yes, you heard that correctly. This fighter's name is Blood Diamond. Uh, Jeremiah Wells is 9-2-1. and one. Uh, Blood Diamond is 3-0. and oh. So undefeated Blood Diamond coming in for his uh, UFC debut. Um, three previous fights, all of them non-UFC. So this is his UFC debut. And uh, I'm excited to learn who the Blood Diamond is. <laughs> 
Um, so that's match 15. Match 14, uh, we got... Oh, I'm back to 15 real quick. Jeremiah Wells is the favorite on that at minus 220. Blood Diamond plus 180. Um, we don't know nothing about Blood Diamond. This might be one to pop, plus 180. So I'm not hitting this one, but you guys think about it. Match 14, Douglas Silvia Deandrad versus Sergei Morozov. Um, this one, I'm not really sure too much about these guys. So we're going to probably just watch this one and take some notes. Uh, Douglas Sylvia Deand is uh, 27 and 4, and we got Sergey at 17 and 4. So these guys got a lot of fights under their belt. Sergey's favored at minus 220, Douglas at plus 180. Uh, match 13, AJ Dobson, we recognize him, and Jacob Malkoon. Um, these guys are uh, favored the same at minus 110. So this one's a coin flip. Um, Let's see here. Dobson, middleweight from Immortal Martial Arts, 6'1", 185 pounds. Um, he's got five, six, he's 6 and 0 right now, so he is undefeated. Um, he was in Dana White's Contender Series Season 5, Week 4, uh, one with a submission. He has two submissions, two knockouts, and one unanimous decision. So uh, this is someone to watch, guys. If... Uh, uh, AJ Dobson here might be one you could throw, uh, throw into a parlay, right? I like, I like anyone that's six and zero. Um, it wasn't too long ago that, uh, Cyril Gon was six and zero or eight and zero, and then he just lost and got his first loss, but whatever. Uh, match 12, we got Carlos Olberg versus Fabio Charant. Um, not too familiar with these guys. Light heavyweight fight, uh, minus 260 for Carlos plus 210 for Fabio. Fabio, Fabio. Uh, Alexander Hernandez, match 11, versus Renato Mocano. Uh, Alexander is 13-4, Renato 15-4, and, and 1. Uh, Alexander plus 145, Renato minus 170. Uh, match 10, Mana Martinez versus Ronnie Lawrence. Ronnie's the heavy favorite on this at minus 300. Mana is plus 240. Ronnie's only got one loss under his belt, so this is a bantamweight match I'm definitely going to look forward to watching. Um, William Knight versus Maxime Grishin. Uh, match 9, that's going to be William at plus 145, Grishin at minus 170. William's only got two loss under his belt. Uh, Grishin looks like a absolute vet with 31 wins under his belt, 9 losses, and 2 uh, no contests. So... This one's tough. I think all these old guys, when they keep fighting this long, they got a lot of experience and they could easily get that knockout quick. But at the same time, you got someone young, upcoming, William Knight, only got two losses. Uh, this might be a good one to hit an underdog on, plus 145. Uh, match eight is Alex Perez and Matt Schnell. This one is going to be one we talk about in a minute uh, in more depth. Um... I am going to give you guys, hold on, Matt Perez is minus 380, Matt Schnell plus 300. Alex has had a uh, 24 and 6, and Matt Schnell's 15 and 4, or 15 and 5, I'm sorry. All right. Match 7, Roxanne Madoffery and Casey O'Neill. Um, Casey O'Neill, the heavy favorite at minus 400, Roxanne Madoffery plus 310. 
Uh, Casey O'Neill is 8-0 and right now. Roxanne is 25-20. and So this is an indicator of just the fact that, like, there are not enough women uh, serious contenders right now. So that these, a lot of these women have a lot of losses. And uh, they're not going to get released like the list we just talked about where you only can have sometimes some of these guys have half the losses that they do wins and they'll get released at like six and three. I mean, this lady's got 25 wins and 20 losses. I mean, clearly she's got an extensive, uh, a very extensive fight career. Let's take a look at her profile real quick while we're, while we're on this one. Wow. She's got a weird forehead. Um, but Doffery 25, 20, dear Lord, this is the longest career I've ever seen. I mean, that's that's an exaggeration, but this is very long. Uh, substantial wins. We can look. She beat uh, Macy Barber, uh, Antonia Shevchenko. Really, that's only the big... Uh, the big wins I see on this list. She had a title fight, a title fight uh, versus Sarah Kaufman. Loss. Uh, Jennifer Maya, title fight. Loss. Uh, Nico Montagna, title fight, loss. And since then, she just goes up and down. Uh, recent losses in the past four years have been to uh, Sajara Eubanks, Jennifer Maya, Lauren Murphy, Vivian Arjullo, and Talia Santos. So um, I'm definitely going to stick. If I gave you guys a, 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 a bet on this one, I mean, I'm not touching this Roxanne chick with a 10-foot pole. Uh, Casey O'Neill, minus 400. I think that's, uh, if you just want to add something into your parlays, to, if you got a 3-1 or 3 or 4-bet parlay, you add a fifth one, this is a pretty good lock, I would say, for a uh, an add-on parlay. But I'm not hitting this one just because this whole 25-20 and 20 thing freaks me out. Um, match six is Andre Arvalski. Some of these names, guys, I have a hard time pronouncing. I'm not the best. I'll, I'll work on my pronunciations. And to all the fighters, uh, I respect you all immensely for what you do. So I really do apologize if I mispronounce anyone's name. I'll, I will do better. Um, Andre Arlovsky uh, versus Jared Vandera. Uh, Arvlovsky is minus 150. Vandera is plus 125. Uh, Arvlovsky, another veteran here. 32 wins, 20 losses. Uh, Jared's got 12 wins, six losses. Um, Arvlosky must have got some skill for them to favor this guy. I've, ne I've honestly have never heard of this dude. Never seen him in a fight. I'm gonna take a look at the bio right now just to see what we got going on. Uh, American Top Team. That's dope. Um, big wins recently. Chase Sherman. That's a good win. Uh, ben Rothwell. That's a good win. Um, recent submission loss to Tom Aspinall. So Tom tapped him out. Uh, Jarzinho Roostenstruck tapped him out. So this is, a this is a big boy right here. This is our heavyweight division, 245. He's fought, uh, Tai whooped his butt. He's fighting on the card this weekend. Um, Marcin Tibura, that's a good one. Francis Ngannou knocked him out. Alistar Overeem knocked him out. Steep A knocked him out. Um, this guy kind of seems like a middle of the rung uh, heavyweight, in my opinion. So, um, Bandera 
seems to be a little more hot recently. He's coming off one loss, uh, but a big win against Justin Taufa. Um, you know what? I'm looking at this guy's fight history right now for Jared Vanderera, and um, I'm liking I'm liking Andre Arvlovsky more. I just think his repertoire, his fight uh, uh, career, has more big bodies in it. Um, this might be a challenge for Vandera, but at plus 125, that's, that's pretty close. So, um, this will be one I'm excited to watch. I love a good heavyweight fight. Heavyweights are my favorite division just because I love seeing big guys throw in absolute haymakers. Uh, match five, we got Bobby Green versus, oh, we're on the main card. Match five, Bobby Green versus Nazrat. Ooh, I'm going to fuck this up. Huck Parast. Bobby Green versus, let's just call him Nazrat. I'm not even going to say this dude's last name. Bobby Green versus the Nazrat. Uh, Bobby Green minus 140. Nazrat plus 120. So um, this is a lightweight fight. I'm definitely going to be excited to look. Uh, I'm excited to watch. Uh, Bobby Green is so much fun to watch. Uh, fights out of Pinnacle MMA. The dude has uh, a heck of a fight career uh, at 28 and 12. Has fought some of the best people in UFC in my division in in, in, in my personal opinion. Um, I mean, these are let's go just through some of his most his loss since uh, we'll start at 2014. Lost to Edison Barboza, lost to Dustin Poirier, lost to Rashid Magmadov, uh, lost to Francisco Trinaldo, lost to Drakkar Close. Lost to Tiago Moses, and then most recently lost to Rafael Fizev, who is an absolute uh, psychopath. He's the one who wanted to fight Hasbula. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was ridiculous. Um, but I mean, that being said, uh, Bobby Green has beat some absolute monsters: Al La Quinta, uh, Alan Patrick, Clay Guida. I love watching Clay Guida fight too. He's another uh, favorite. Um, so Bobby Green's got a lot of skill. And I uh, definitely like the uh, odds on this fight at 140 for Bobby Green. So, um, but like I said, that one's not in my bet. I'm gonna give you guys my my uh, parlay of the week uh, here in a second um, after we finish this card, and I'll give you actually the ones that I'm betting on and putting my money on staking money at. So, uh, match three, we or I'm sorry, match four, we got Kyler Phillips and Marcelo Rojo. Uh, Kyler is heavy favored on the main card at a minus 420. So um, keep an eye on this one. I think this one's going to be a, a barn burner. A nice bantamweight fight. Um, match three, we got a middleweight fight with Jared Cannon. Yay! And Derek Brunson. All right. I, um, I'm i going to tell you guys right now because we're going to get into it. Um, after I read these next three off, these last three are the ones I'm betting on. All right, so we got Jared Cannonier, Derek Brunson, minus 160 for Jared, plus 135 for Brunson. Um, match two, Derek Lewis, tied to Avasa, minus 180 for Derek Lewis, plus 155 for Tuavasa. Derek Lewis is 26 and 8, absolute vet. Tied to Avasa is 14 and 3. All right, Israel Adesanya, our main card title fight. Title fight, baby, he's putting it on the line again. The style bender. Easily in my top three favorite UFC fighters. 
Israel Adesanya minus 280. Robert Whitaker. Bobby Knuckles plus 230. Um, Bobby's uh, uh, got a lot of fights under his belt too, man. 24 and uh, 24 wins, five losses. Israel, 21 wins, one loss. And we all know that one loss was out of his normal division um, when he fought Jan Blachowicz. And Jan just kind of laid on him the whole time and Israel wasn't able to do his... I, at that point, that, that loss was just a, a size thing. But we can talk about that more in a minute. Um, so let's get into my parlay of the week. All right. We are taking Derek Brunson over Jared Cannonier, Derek Lewis over Tai Tuavasa, and Israel Adesanya over Bobby Knuckles Whitaker. All right. Um, those odds again, individually, Adesanya is a minus 280. Lewis is a minus 170. Brunson's a plus 140. Um, I personally love parlays. You guys are going to see that over the next uh, next bunch of episodes as we get through these amazing fight cards that Dana White is putting on for us and the UFC are putting on for us in these next few months. Like I can't wait uh, to watch all these fights coming up. But this card, especially this weekend, is going to be amazing. Um, I am parlaying those three, so Adesanya, Lewis, and Brunson. It is at plus 417. So $100 is going to pay out $517. You're going to make a $417 profit um, if you bet $100. I probably myself am going to bet $75. So if I bet $75, let's take a look real quick. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to bet $100 make some fucking cash this weekend. So I'm betting a hundred bucks plus four seventeen. Um, uh, let's try to win some bread this weekend. All right. Um, that's my parlay. My underdog of the week is going to be, um, let's go Schnell. We are going to go Matt Schnell. Match eight. He's plus 300. Um, if you look at his fight history, which I'm doing right now, um, Matt Schnell has won over 50% of his fights by submission. Uh, eight out of 15 to be exact. And if you bet on Matt Schnell to win by submission this weekend, uh, $100 pays out 1000 That's a really, really nice payday. Um I personally am probably going to do 25 on this one because it's, I mean, if he wins anything by else by decision, you know, you don't, you don't hit. Uh, I, I think Matt Snell could win this fight. Um, Perez does not have, I don't think has had in a fight in like two or three years. So, and Matt Snell has just been more busy and he's been training. I think this favorite is high at minus 380 for Perez. Um, I think Matt Schnell could win this fight by submission. I think he's got, I mean, it's like a, in this, in this opportunity, I'm saying 50, 50. I know his, his records eight out of 15 by submission, which is a little bit more than 50%, 50, 50 on Matt Schnell winning by submission if he wins. So, um, I'm going to put 25 on that one. 25 will pay out 250. I'll make uh, a nice little chunk of change on a side bet for a $25 bet right there. So, um, 
those are my picks, guys. I mean, let's we can dive into them a little bit more if you want. Um, starting with uh, Derek Brunson and Jared Kanye. Um, I just looking at records, right? If we're looking at uh, or fight history, um, Kanye has fought a lot of good people and has won against a lot of good people. That being said, he's also lost and got knocked out by a bunch of good people. Um, his most recent win was against Kevin Gastelum. I think Kevin's one of those fighters in the UFC where he gets put up against people just so they can get a win. Uh, I, I can't remember the last time I've seen a Kevin Gastelum win. Um, and I'm not trying to uh, talk shit about Kevin. He's a great fighter. But I'm absolutely right in what I just said. His last five fights, he's lost four. So, and... Um, it just seems like he's getting bodied every week. So, uh, Kananye's win recently over Gaslam doesn't super impress me. But before that, he had a loss to Whitaker, uh, beat Hermanson by the knockout, which is pretty dope because Jack Hermanson is an, is an animal. We just saw him this weekend against Strickland go five rounds and uh, just got pummeled. The guy's got an absolute noggin. Um, win against Anderson Silva with a knockout. I mean, that's impressive. Uh, but had two losses to Dominic Reyes or I'm sorry, one loss to Dominic Reyes, a loss to Jan Blachowicz, and a loss to Glover Teixeira. Those are the big guys in our division in this, uh, um, I believe that's the light heavyweight division. Um, he bumped down to middleweight, I think, for this point. Um, now he's fighting in middleweight, but he got he got KO'd a lot as a light heavyweight, and he's trying to find himself now at a middleweight, a middleweight weight class where and, and try to find a little bit more success. And... I think the success that he has been having has been, uh, I don't know. This one's a, I just don't feel good about Cannon yet. And, um, I like Jared. He's a great fighter. He's got a lot of heart, but there is something right now about Derek Brunson that is just triggering me to hit this hard. You know, uh, first off Brunson, I believe is undefeated right now with his blonde hair. Right, since he dyed his hair blonde, he's undefeated. Uh, fighting out of Sanford MMA, Sanford MMA is one of my favorite teams. They got absolute animals on that team. Um, but let's just go through this real quick. His last five fights, he's won his last five fights. Right, he's five for five in his last five, beating Darren Till, Kevin Holland, Edmund Shabazian, Ian Henchish, and Elias Thorado. Right, his last loss was to Israel Adesanya. I, I mean, uh, that's expected is he is the man he's the style bender in my opinion can't be beaten unless he tries to go up a weight class and to be fair i think if he does go up a weight class and try to fight at light heavyweight again um i think he could easily if he trains the right way and he gets his ground game ready i think he could take that division that's neither here nor there we're getting off track back to brunson um lost to anderson silva lost to bobby whitaker right before that so but beat Uriah Hall, Sam Alvey, Yoel Romero knocked him out. Yoel's a an absolute dinosaur. So I mean, like he's huge. He's got giant arms, giant traps. He's one of the scariest humans, I think. Um, but that's way back in 2014. I mean, since 2015, he's only lost four times. And Brunson's not favored. This, I think, boosted my parlay into that plus 300 up range. Um, I don't think if I just hit Adesanya and Derek Lewis that it would have been this good of odds. But uh, this is the one I am on the fence about the most. 
because I really do think Kananier could end the fight with a knockout if uh, if he gets a hold of Brunson. But Derek Brunson is a killer. He's a killer. He tore Darren Till up in that last fight, ragdolled him. I mean, absolutely destroyed Darren Till. I mean, it's, his face was mangled beyond all recognition and ended up with a nice submission to finish it out. So, um, I think Derek Brunson wins this fight. And I'll tell you guys that right now. So, you lock that one in. Jared Brunson. Um, diving into match two a little bit more. Derek Lewis, tied to Avasa. Um, I have, I would say, maybe five fighters that no matter when they're fighting, I bet on them. And, uh... They're probably my favorite fighters to bet on because they're the most fun to watch. Um, in that group of five, I've already said Izzy is one of them. I love the style bender. Um, and no, this is in no particular order either because it's really hard for me to categorize my favorite fighter because um, it, d- depending on performances, it changes. I mean, sometimes I just love when someone goes out there and puts on a show and I'm like, wow, this guy just got me. I'm a fan now, you know. Sugar Sean, he's in that category. He's so fun to watch. Um uh, I'll tell you what, I was a big Amanda Nunez fan, but let me tell you right now, Juliana Pena has stole my heart. She is a uh, absolute babe, swing, and um, she's got the nicest hands. I mean, those jabs were powering through Amanda Nunez, and she didn't know what the heck was going on. It was crazy. It was crazy. So Juliana Pena has now breached that category for me where I'm, I'm really interested. Uh, I, I am excited for that fight too, by the way. But anyway, getting off track again, back to Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis is absolutely in that top five for me. Uh, so fun to watch. His interviews are so much fun. Everything about him is fun. You know, he's a character. Uh, we're in his hometown in Houston. He's got the home court advantage this weekend. And uh, he's fighting an absolute brawler. An absolute brawler, a guy that can throw one hand and and knock you out in tied to Avasa. Uh, this guy drinks beers out of shoes. He's a he's a he's a freak. Um, he is a killer. I mean, he's another one I really really do enjoy watching. He hasn't made that threshold for me yet where I consider him a top uh, a top fighter in my um, in my in my like eyes. You know, as as my my holy. Trinity, you know, um, if I had a group of five off the top of my head, and I guarantee I'm going to mess this up right now, Israel Adesanya, uh, Derek Lewis, this is so hard, Sean O'Malley, Dustin Poirier, and number six is Conor McGregor is one of my also, I mean, everyone loves watching Conor, he's such a character, um, I don't necessarily root for Connor every single time, but uh, I love Dustin. I think Dustin is a class act. One of the nicest guys, I think, uh, as far as personality. Guy has such a good heart, loves his family, cares about his hometown. Um, he's got a dope, dope ass hot sauce, you know, uh, and, and he's a fighter, man. He just loves to fight. So I, I really do like Dustin Poirier. But like I said, Derek Lewis is in that list for me. Uh, super top tier. Um, my favorite thing about Derek Lewis is that at any point that person is going to go to sleep if he gets a hold of you. 
and uh, some of his knockouts have been some of the scariest, I think. When you see it, you just clinch. You're, oh, oh my God, holy shit. That dude just ate the freaking mat, you know? Um, this last win over Chris Dawkins was awesome, absolutely awesome. Um, I think the Cyril Gon loss for the interim title belt uh, kind of lit a new fire under his ass to uh, train harder, get back in there, get his cardio up for these bigger fights. You know, he doesn't like fighting five round fights and uh, he gets winded. He said that before his cardio as a bigger guy, it's, it's not it's not the best. He loves ending the shit in the first three rounds. So the fact that he's got tied to Avasa with for three rounds, I think this fight doesn't go past the second round. There's a very good chance it ends in the first round. I don't think this fight goes past the second round. Someone's getting knocked out this fight. Um, someone's going down, and in my opinion, it's tied to Avasa. Uh, that being said, Ty has had some awesome wins recently. Um, let's pull up his profile real quick. Uh, the Greg Hardy knockout was nuts. Um, Hunsucker knockout was nuts. Struve knockout. I mean, this guy has knocked out four people in a row. From 2020 to today, Taito Avasa has knocked out four people back to back to back to back. Right? So this is uh, this one's going to be awesome, man. Two big boys, 265, 264 pounds, or uh, 265 pounds for Lewis, 264 pounds for to Avasa, that's on their profiles right now. I don't know what their weigh-ins were this week yet. Um, someone is going to sleep this fight, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be so awesome. So uh, that one, I'm hitting Lewis. So on the parlay, you guys know that. Let's go Derek Lewis. Um, that being said, I still like Ty to Avasa. I'm not going to talk shit about him. He's a good guy, and uh, he is fun to watch. And I love it when he drinks beers out of someone else's shoe. It gives me a, I almost throw up in my mouth a little bit, but it's like the good kind. You know, you're like, Ugh, that's gross, but I like it. All right. So we get to the main card, the main title fight, Adesanya Whitaker. Uh, you know, I'm taking Adesanya on this. He's my favorite fighter in the UFC. I can, I can hands down say that. Um, he's so technical. He's so precise. He's so freaking hard to hit. Bobby Whitaker gets him take, if he can take Israel down and keep him on the mat, that, in my opinion, is the only way Whitaker wins this fight. Standing up, fighting Israel Adesanya will not work. You can't get to him. He's elusive. He's sneaky. His counters are absurd, the power behind these counters, and they're accurate. He is going to touch you up, Bobby Whitaker, if you try to stay standing up with him the whole fight. The only way Whitaker wins this fight, in my opinion, is if he takes him down and he keeps him down, just like Jan Bohovic did. But I don't think that's going to happen. Um, Adesanya's got four inches of height advantage uh, and almost seven inches of reach advantage, six and a half to be exact. Um, reach, in my opinion, is one of the most important things in UFC. If you can hit somebody and keep them away from you at the same time, then you have 
such an advantage to where these guys with the shorter reaches, the shorter arms, they have to get inside of you. They got to get inside your guard, and they got to they got to they got to brawl from the inside in order to get, to get you down and knock you out. And I just think Adesanya is so good at staying outside, controlling the ring, making them do what he wants them to do. It's he's the style bender, and he is so precise and so accurate with everything he throws. Um, I don't think Whitaker has a chance, and I think this is just a formality because it's uh, it's the last fight that Adesanya had where um, they they thought it was uh, worth the title. I mean, this is this will, is about to be his sixth title defense in a row. Um, I'm sorry, fifth fifth title defense in a row for the defi- for for this division. He did fight Jan Blachowicz, which was his last loss in 2021, but that was for the light heavyweight. We knew that was going to happen. Since going back down to middleweight, he absolutely spanked Marvin Vittori. He spanked Paulo Costa. He spanked Yoel Romero. And he knocked out Bobby Whitaker the last time they met. Bobby Whitaker, since fighting Israel, though, right, has gone on a run. I'll give him that. Um, since his loss to Adesanya, he's had three unanimous decisions against Darren Till, Ken and Ye, and Kevin Gastelum. All right? Those unanimous decisions are not enough for me to think that he has what it takes to beat Israel again. I think Israel either bodies him up the entire fight and goes five rounds with him, and by the end of the fight, Bobby Knuckles is going to look like the dude from the Goonies. Hey, you guys! He's going to look like Chunk or whatever his name was, right? It's just going to be all kinds of mangled his face and Israel is going to stand there like, yo, look what I just did to your face, bro. Or he's going to knock him out. He's going to, he's going to hit him so hard. He's going to kick him so hard. He's going to put Bobby to sleep. Maybe not immediately. Maybe it's going to take some follow-up punches, but that's what Israel does. So, um, I think Adesanya's got this one by a mile. All right. Um, I'm very confident in this parlay. The Adesanya Lewis parlay. I think it's a good parlay. Uh, Brunson is the one where I really do think I'm going to be the most nervous about. Just because, like I said, Ken and Ye can end the fight with a knockout. Uh, but so can Derek Brunson. And I just think Brunson is hotter right now than Ken and Ye. And like I said, he's undefeated with his blonde hair right now. So, um, I mean, 100 bucks to win 517 or 100 bucks to, par- to pay out 517 that's not a bad weekend. It's not a bad weekend at all. So... Uh, once again, going to hit that underdog with Matt Schnell. Uh, I'm going to do 25 to win two, pays out 250 for the um, plus 900 win by submission, Matt Snell. Um, listen, guys, this has been a lot of fun. Um, I'm excited that we got this inaugural podcast out. I'm going to uh, go ahead and get this son of a bitch published. We are on our way to becoming uh, America's premier uh, UFC fight prediction podcast. Um, this is a podcast for delinquents like myself who watch every single weekend that want the inside scoops. I'm going to give you my opinions. That's all I'm going to do. I'm not going to guarantee you money. I'm going to try to make myself money. So, you know, I'm not going to try to screw you over everything. I'm telling you guys, I'm betting on myself. And, uh, like I said, I'll create an Instagram account and post the bet slips. So you guys know, uh, for real what I'm betting on. Um, and I am looking forward to a, uh, post uh, fight podcast on Sunday. Um, 
We're going to recap all the fights. We're going to talk about if I hit or if I didn't hit. Um, uh, maybe even get into some uh, commentary uh, that I took notes down during the fights, just about kind of my thoughts and everything like that. And um, I'm looking forward to talking to you guys again very, very soon. Uh, listen, you all have been great. Uh, thank you for listening to The Angry Ape, and I hope we have many, many more to come for you guys.